You are listening to EnviroCast, where we will be discussing environmental challenges facing the world, the nation and you. With me, Hannah Woodward. And me, Sevda Moisari. So welcome to our first podcast and today we'll be discussing the topic of air pollution. We'll be joined by our very special guest, Beth Cruz. Hello, thank you for having me. Um, So let's just get straight into it. So what is air pollution? Why is it such an issue? So we have a dictionary definition of air pollution. Um, An air pollutant is any substance in the air that can harm people, particulate matter known as PM and NO2, which are particularly damaging, quite boring. But basically all that means is particular matter can be a mixture of solids, liquids, and it includes carbon, um, chemicals, sulfate, so basically anything that trains, cars, aeroplanes, the stuff that they emit, and that is what is polluting the earth. Yeah, so a lot of this pollution is essentially byproducts from, as you said, transport, energy production, chemical manufacture, domestic combustion and farming and as you said when it's released into the air these substances can have a significant impact on health and the environment. I saw I saw somebody walking down the street the other day in Cardiff and they were wearing one of those masks that you see a lot of people in China wearing and that just kind of put it all into perspective I suppose that it it's, it's a real growing problem in Cardiff and I think as Cardiff's population grows as well obviously the public transport sector is having to grow along with that but unfortunately also a lot of people are using their cars still to get to work even though you know public transport is a thing that's still happening unfortunately. Well it's really interesting you say that Beth because I was looking into Cardiff and the pollution and in Cardiff alone it's weird that 90,000 cars come into the city in a 24-hour period. Now we looked at Wales and in Wales toxic air or air pollution costs the Welsh NHS £1 billion a year and is seen as the biggest thing uh, that's a threat to public after smoking and what I find quite interesting is that you see all these smoking ads what is bad for it you can't advertise for smoking they put on the packets the threat of smoking yet nothing is being done about air pollution and it makes you wonder yeah and just to add to Hannah's point it's estimated that in Wales alone around 2,000 deaths are attributed to air pollution and this environmental charity actually just coming to think of it in 2017 they showed that after London South Wales had the second largest amount of air pollution and these levels were actually found to be illegal. I think if I remember the figure correctly, it was about 1.6% over the legal limit. Do you think it's something to do with them taking away the toll charge so people are starting to actually drive into the city because they don't have to pay for it anymore? And obviously, maybe that put up against the... Yeah, to be honest, when I was actually looking at the figures, it's more, according to DEFRA anyway, it's more the nitrogen dioxide levels on the edge of roadsides that are the worst. The main problem is the roadside nitrogen dioxide levels. The main source of nitrogen dioxide is coming from the roadside, from traffic's um, just sitting idle with the engines on. Mm. That's what's contributing the most. Yeah, so that kind of relates to the population growing, I suppose, that there's more congestion and therefore more air pollution. But yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, it's extremely worrying. And in the UK as a whole, it's attributed to about 40,000 deaths and 400,000 across Europe. So when you say deaths, like, like what are they... Like, excuse my ignorance, what are they dying for? Yeah, like, so these are premature deaths and usually air pollution it leads to asthma, strokes, 
chronic oh, wow. bronchitis, chronic mm. heart disease. What charities is it? It's the British Heart Foundation. And the British Lung Foundation. And the Lung Foundation have all issued really serious warnings about how bad air pollution is having an impact on people and what their I, health. What I was going to say, I found really interesting from the British Lung Foundation and all these charities that have done research, children and elderly people are the ones that are most at risk. Mm -hmm. So you have, from the British Lung Foundation, basically saying that there's been a 50% increase in infant deaths in the UK, which has been attributed to air pollution. Now they're saying because they're developing lungs, they're oh more likely gosh. to be at risk. Now, one thing that a couple of people are saying is that you're more likely to get air pollution or suffer with that problems with air pollution from commuting to school. Now, a lot of kids nowadays, instead of walking, they now get in the car with their parents. Mm -hmm. And what they say, there's been a 33% increase in the number of childhood asthma cases across Europe. Now, because a generation ago, a lot of people used to walk to school, and that's maybe perhaps why asthma has increased recently. Do you think it's time now to go back to the olden days where people would actually walk to school and they're less likely to develop these respiratory diseases, but also, I guess, in a second wave, increase you know your exercise and combat obesity and all that kind of thing yeah definitely i think it's so so important that children get their exercise into and from school um you know i, I don't know if this is something you're going to come on to in a minute as well but but things like junk food actually have you know they have a really really strong environmental impact things like obviously we all know that the meat does um but but junk food and things like that do as well so i think that morning walk, you know, there's so much emphasis on, on schools at the moment about getting that 60 minutes of PE mm -hmm. in. But what about your commute? That, is, that mm -hmm. is part that, you know, a lot of people might spend about half... I, I, I suppose it might be because, you know, it might be unsafe. There's issues around safety, walking, walking to and from school. It's such a big issue because people because they can't see it necessarily, air pollution. Mm -hmm. They don't take it that seriously. Yeah. Whereas it is the biggest public health threat that we're facing currently. Well, I feel like, you know, children are getting involved now. Greta Thunberg yeah. is such mm -hmm. a massive example mm -hmm. of that. You know, it, it just goes to show how this isn't just affecting children. It is actually children having to advocate these, you know, yeah. the wider mm -hmm. climate crisis. It's, it's, it's scary. It's scary because oh, she's a school child herself. Yeah. And I'm sure she, she kind of realized that when she was she was in education and hannah did say children and the elderly are the most at risk but this is affecting every single one of us like mm -hmm. everyone is at risk and just to add that list pregnant women as well yeah. yeah i wanted to ask you guys yeah so now that less children are walking to school what do you think can be done to kind of promote less cars more safety because I know we now live in an age where everyone's worried about their children walking to and from school like stranger danger worried about your kids being knocked over how do you think we change that message and how do we appropriate the message of air pollution to the same standards of smoking how do you think that we as a society can treat it as the threat that it is I think there has to be more education for a starter, more emphasis on the problem because before we even went and dug through these stats, I wasn't aware that this was such a big problem and I, I don't think a lot of people know and the dangers of air pollution and the levels. A lot of places, I think it's 37 out of 40 places that DEFRA looked at had illegal levels. Mm. I think they should push to educate people more. Maybe, you know how we see smoking adverts on TV, maybe have more adverts to do with the environment on TV just so people are a bit more aware mm. and can, instead of using their cars, get on buses or at least just walk mm. or cycle, for instance. Yeah. And that would probably um, help a lot. Mm. And especially 
Because the main problem, as you said, is the roadside nitrogen dioxide levels, especially near schools where mm. people just park and wait for their kids to come out of school and they just sit there idle with their engine on to maybe ban um, areas around schools, like to like prohibit parking yeah. near them. Yeah. And then that would also save the children breathing in illegal levels of nitrogen dioxide. It's interesting you said that because I was reading um, the Cardiffian News, which is mm-hmm. the newspaper MA Journalism course. Yeah. They did a report about, I think it was nine playgrounds. Grounds, the schools. Uh, like, yeah. like crazy pollution levels. And you think, you know, you wouldn't let your kid go um, sit in a smoking area, area and play. Yeah. So I think there needs to be that that change. Yeah. Me and Sevdra actually spoke to a couple of people earlier about this. We're just going to play okay. you a clip of what they were saying. Yeah. I have a real problem with air pollution as I'm cycling along. I can see the fumes coming out of the back of the car and I can taste it in my throat. There's no doubt over the last few years I cycle a lot from Bristol because I, I commute and work in Cardiff. And over the last few years I've definitely noticed issues with my chest and breathing. So I've got a real problem with it. It's something you don't see, but I'm very aware of it because I'm on the road all the time. So yeah, very worried. We've been studying it for years. We've known about the impacts of acid rain. We've known about the impacts of air pollution. And compared to other parts of the world, I used to live in China and it felt bad there. But to come back here and find out the stats are still that high um, and they're basically all preventable deaths seems absolutely crazy. Yeah, so what do you guys think of that? Really interesting, especially what Mike said. And you think of China as being kind of the main, you know, potentially the country with the main air pollution problem, really. And to think that Cardiff is on the same level is just so crazy. But as well, just going back to what we said before, like what can be done, I think the media and the press have a lot to do with this. I can't remember what newspaper it was, but they they had a front page saying something about global warming and it got so much praise from everyone on social media. And I think it's so important that people start to realise that the press have to make an... Like, they obviously influence what people think and that's really important. But also kind of, like, schemes as well. Like, you obviously have, like, lollipop ladies. What about a lollipop lady to walk children in groups to yeah. school yeah. Is, is something quite interesting as well. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. They've got to find a way, because it's kind of like the whole environmental topic, actually, in fact, the whole climate change topic, because it's not right in front of you. You're not seeing things burning mm. in flames mm. right in front of you. People don't oh. think that... <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't think that the problem is, like, really real and it's really current and mm. it's the most devastating thing that is going to happen. Yeah. We've got to be able to find a way to deliver this news to people in a digestible way so yeah. people actually understand like how big this threat is. It's hard to give it substance when it's not right in front of you and yeah. obviously you can't even see it. So yeah. something like advertising or something like that, they really need to boost mm. it up. I think for some people it is right in front of them though. I think mm. you're seeing increasingly in, in, for example, North Carolina and the Amazon and Things are setting on fire. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Not not necessarily, obviously, in this country, but yeah. it is it is scary. But yeah, I, I like, know what you mean. Yeah, it's even like Delhi now, isn't it? The smog. Yeah. yeah. What I find, like, definitely what you said, Beth, I think when I think of air pollution, I think, oh, China, like, mm. just across the other side of the world, nothing yeah. to do with the society that I live in. It's something that happens the other, you know, a time zone away. When really, when you look at it, the UK is on a par with China and the US with child asthma cases. Yeah. So oh the, we are on the same level. And I think hitting people with these with these hard facts and making it about the children. I think as soon as you make things about children, people tend to get more like paternal and maternal about it. And they think, oh, gosh, that is, you know, the next generation. And we need to, mm-hmm. to preserve that. One thing that Portalbert did, which is a little town just a bit more um, west of Cardiff. Mm-hmm. They have where the steelworks are, that's Tartar Steel, and they have an M4 road 
kind of going alongside it, where they had a problem with air pollution there. Now, Batalba is the same level as pollution as Cardiff as a city, and it's only oh. one a bit behind London. Now, they've introduced a 50-mile-per-hour zone in the, air, in the area to combat air pollution, and the officials claim that speed cameras aim to reduce emissions and deliver improvements in air quality. However, some people are also arguing that steelworks don't need to be there. That's the main cause of the air pollution. However, you've also got the human argument of, in Patalba, it's an area where there's not a lot of job opportunities. Mm-hmm. They provide a lot of employment for the local area. So sometimes I think that air pollution is a bit more complex because it has a human aspect to it as oh well. God, yeah. What do you think of that? Um, in a way, it's kind of like, why do we have to get to this point before people start to realise yeah. that it's really bad? Yeah. But also, this is how people are making their money, but it's such a difficult one. I'm, and I'm not sure that I have the answer. And I'm not, you know, even the people in power don't have the answers. I think this is kind of just like one of those things that's going to continue until that we come to a kind of solution that's balanced either way, I mm-hmm. think. And going back to what you said, I just picked up on something you said about the speed zones, didn't mm. you? Yeah. They have been proven in Scotland to be working when it comes to air pollution. I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was Edinburgh, Glasgow, they've put these speed zones and the air in those two cities in particular yeah. are the cleanest in the whole UK. Oh, wow. So it does work. It mm-hmm. does work. There is things that we can be doing mm. and there is things that governments could be doing. Yeah. But it's just more about we need to edu- mm. all educate ourselves on. Because it's not yes. just that. It's not just the environment. It's mm. not just health. Yeah. It also leads to poverty. And I feel like a lot of people don't know, yeah. but air pollution and poverty are like inextricably linked. Yeah, they are. Kind of tied in with that as well. Obviously, I'm sure you guys have heard in the news about the, about the fracking. Mm. Yeah. And then making yeah. that, you know, obviously restrictions, or, you know, making restrictions on that as well. So it just goes to show that, you know, we really need to th- rethink about where we're getting our resources from. And obviously Port Talbot is is an advocate of that in a way. Yeah. And as we discussed earlier, we said that pollution leads to asthma. We said that pollution leads to bronchitis, heart disease, strokes. And ultimately these conditions reduce one's quality of life. Yeah. They're obviously then less likely to work. Mm. And then that means that then become more reliant on medical care and um, services such as the NHS. So that leaves us annually five billion pounds poorer as a country just because of air pollution. And that money could be better spent elsewhere Mm. on schools and other hospitals and improving the country as a whole. So it does leave countries poorer. And I feel like not a lot of people understand the economic implications of air pollution. And as with the US, that figure sits around 45 billion. And... This is money that could be better spent elsewhere. Yeah, well, in Wales, it's £1 billion each year, which is 11% of the whole Mm -hmm. NHS Wales budget, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, I think maybe, I don't know, what do you guys think that, especially in Wales, public transport is really, really poor. Yeah. And maybe if there was a more of an investment in, you know, public transport Mm -hmm. in Wales, then maybe people would be, you know, more likely to, you, you know, use public transport no of would... course yeah but if it was more efficient on time and easy to access yeah public transport people would definitely use it more i actually didn't know that wales had such a big problem with public transport but since we've been going around to speaking to people the biggest complaint that we seem to be getting is the public transport's not mm-hmm. that great yeah. so if the costs would come down and it would be convenient then people would turn to using public transport yeah definitely and if we're going to go further away from home in the sense of how does air pollution tie into economic loss 
in India, which has been in the news a lot about air pollution recently, wheat production decreased by fifth due to air pollution. And that's someone's livelihood. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Like, it's the components, like you're getting like nitrogen dioxide, sulfur dioxide, ammonia. They're completely altering the chemical makeup of the ground that they're growing their their rice and wheat in. Um, So in fact, air pollution does leave people sick, poor and starving. So Mm. the problem is a lot bigger than health and the environment alone. The problem is a lot bigger than people Mm. are thinking. I think there's a lot of lessons as well that we can take from from different countries. Like like Amsterdam, I went there this, this summer and that all, all the, it's just electric trains and it's just great and to see how efficient they are and you know their impact on I'm not saying it's perfect by any means mm. but there's a lot of countries in Europe have got this kind of system where the environment comes before a lot of other th- important mm-hmm. things but that's because they're looking towards the future and seeing that the climate yeah. crisis is real and yeah. do you think that as a whole the UK takes it seriously like should we be taking it more seriously the like environmental um, oh, crisis that we're in and it's, it's it's scary to think that leaving the European Union is actually more on people's minds yeah. than the future of our children essentially I saw yeah. an article in, in the BBC News that said you know a couple are rethinking having children because of the climate crisis which is just so interesting to see how it's really being taken seriously I've yeah I've noticed actually it seems as if the especially when it comes to the environment air pollution just all these kinds of things i always feel like it takes a bit of a back seat Mm. in especially government agendas yeah it's always quite wishy-washy they don't really have no one really has a set plan of what to do and considering it is the biggest thing that we face it's not really dwelled upon as much Mm. as you'd think it would be do you think though it just contributes more to you know the generation divide the whole you're more likely to vote leave if you're older mm-hmm. and therefore that's what you care about where you have the younger generation saying, hang on, we want to remain, but also there's these environmental factors. Yeah, because I... we're young, right? Yeah. We're the future generation and yeah. we're going to have to suffer with the consequences. Our kids' kids yeah. will definitely be suffering with the consequences. Yeah. And now we've got the chance, definitely the damage that's been done, a lot of it is irreversible, yeah. that's for mm-hmm. sure but we can stop it from getting Mm. to that point of genuine no return. So we can do something now. So I feel like it has to be on the forefront of everyone's Mm. agenda. And I don't personally feel like it is. Going Um, on on that point of that it's in our generation, what I find scary was even though it's not air pollution related, Mm. it was flooding and um, Climate Central produce graphs of what flooding what areas could be flooded by the year 2100 now for a lot of people they'll be long gone me i probably won't live till i'm 104 but it's not it's not out of the question if i (laughs) however my brother he he would be 93 and that's a lot more likely that he he would see those happening in fact my hometown now would be affected by that i think it's quite scary to think that in our lifetime you have you know where you're living right now could be underwater in 100 years' time. Yeah. That's very scary. And our grandchildren would be our age by that point. Mm. And I think it's a lot more real for us. And maybe that's why we take it a lot more seriously because we can see it in our lifetime. And yeah. even though we're still not that old, we're still only in our 20s, we've seen quite a lot. Yeah. We've mm. seen quite a lot of the devastation that it's caused already. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it switches you on a bit. Like, obviously, we had the Amazon fires, you have wildfires, just yeah. you've got droughts everywhere. 
but also just I think our summers and our and our winters are different. They're in, very in different, and it's, it's it's strange to go outside in October in a t-shirt and jeans. I can't get my head around yeah. how that is yeah. okay. You know, but you still you see start? people walking around with yeah. t-shirts now, yeah. and I'm like, it's November. But, yeah, it's and crazy. What I find scary is, and my mum, she's in her forties. She remembers there being a winter where there was proper, proper snow, and she thought you just wouldn't get that now. Mm. I mean, in for a 40 year lifespan, that's very, very scary to think that the climate could just change that much. And even now, you have one week you could be in summer, and then the next week you could be in autumn, and that's just oh, that's just the weather. Yeah. And I know in Britain, we just love to talk about the weather, but we yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is scary. I think people need to take that a bit more seriously, seriously yeah. Mm-hmm people enjoy the sun and they're not actually when it gets really warm like whoa it's so nice yeah, but but they forget they forget mm. the real explanation behind the why it's going on they'll watch seven worlds one planet and be like oh my gosh i can't believe that iceberg mm. is like floating down da- do you know what i mean yeah it's, it's, it's a juxtaposition. yeah i've got a question it's, actually for both of you who do you actually think is most to blame for this problem do you think there's a blame do you think it's equally shared so it depends on on what so i mean you have the whole everyone, you know, have eco-friendly light bulbs. That was a thing like yeah. twelve years ago. You get your five, you pay five p for a plastic bag. Mm. And you've got all these things, and people are being like, "Yeah, I'm making a change. I'm making a change," and it's not a big enough change to actually make a massive change. I said change quite a lot there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I was watching a BBC program about plastic called The War on Plastic, yeah. I think it was with mm. the Great Great, yeah. and they were saying the biggest contribution to plastic toys is mcdonald's uh, and yeah, there yeah. was these two very sweet girls who were trying to ban them and mcdonald's just wouldn't and i think burger king did didn't they yeah, yeah. Burger, king burger, have. burger king have but i think it does fall on the companies and i think there's this pressure on the consumer to yeah. make the changes when mm. in all honesty the companies could just withdraw them like that and yeah but the, the consumer listens to the to the big company to the like the transnational corporations and stuff yeah. like that. you know the consumer listens to them so it's, it's their responsibility i suppose it's also the responsibility of the government as well mm. to yeah. look into it and and to appoint better leaders can i say that but i will say it anyway do you know what i mean to, yeah. yeah i feel like the big companies that are have a very big um, role in all of this not a lot of them are getting as much backlash as arguably they should be yeah a lot of people are very much attacking people on an individual basis mm, yeah. like oh you should elon musk <laughs> yeah you should be yeah. a vegan or you should mm. do this yeah but we seem to be forgetting that these really big companies like chevron and british petroleum yeah Saudi arabco i think it is the big kind of oil mm. companies and chemical mm. manufacturers they're all contributing loads to air pollution. Mm -hmm. And no one's really saying anything about it, actually. I saw a tweet the other day, British Petroleum had sent out a tweet about how can you reduce your carbon footprint? Yeah. And I was just thinking, but you're the sixth biggest contributor. I think it's because- In the um, global contributor. Yeah. So I don't know, I feel like a lot of the blame is put on individual people and us, but the big companies can do a lot more to reduce their Definitely, because I was yeah. um, emissions. I caught a flight with Ryanair. I went to Rome in the summer, mm-hmm. and I, I saw on there you could buy a flight, and they goes, "Oh, if you for a pound you can plant a tree to offset <laughs> your carbon footprint." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hang on a minute, that you know, if, if you're just buying a, a tree for a pound, that's not going to offset your carbon yeah, footprint. It's going to take years and years to grow. 
And don't you think, and I feel that type of behavior from, you know, companies, they are putting the blame on the consumer definitely, because definitely, they're saying yeah. you're catching this flight. So therefore you need to have pay a pound to, to offset your carbon footprint. Yeah. There should be much more, you know, drive towards electric airplanes. I don't, I yeah. don't know if, if they can. <laughs> can you but, but yeah, and I was just going to ask as well, guys. I know that obviously Meghan and Harry, massive into reducing the carbon footprint. However, became well, yeah. under scrutiny for taking some private jets. What yeah. What is your guys' thoughts on that? I am a big believer of practice what you preach. Yeah, I feel like you can't you can't say one thing and mm. then do something else. And they are role models they are inspirations and I feel like if you do go to these summits if you do talk mm -hmm. passionately about reducing your carbon footprint and changing the planet mm -hmm. then surely you should listen to your own advice basically yeah. yeah I do I did understand the backlash but then again you've got the problem of they are the royal family yeah they there is a degree of security that they have to have yeah so, so it's a hard one, that. If they start taking other modes of transport, other people will follow as a result of that. Mm -hmm. If they start thinking proactively and doing things like Greta Thunberg did, she didn't have to but sail to New York. But then, then again, it's not It's practical. not practical. Can everyone just get on a boat? No, I, I don't mean that everyone hard, can get on a boat yeah. because unfortunately, businesses are centred around capitalism and making money. Mm. And obviously, you know, that's where the whole flight thing comes in in terms of profit and obviously like people can't afford to get on modes of transport that are better for the environment because they are more expensive mm -hmm. um but i think i think with the royals it, it obviously the issue of safety like they have a newborn baby mm. and you know it's, it's just weighing up those options and, and and there must be a way of doing this without harming the environment like they did you do not put three people and a security guard and a pilot on one plane. Yeah. Like that is just beyond I don't know. Does anyone is there any tax or anything on it? Does anyone know? I think quote me if I'm wrong, Harry, I saw him in an interview or heard him on an interview saying that he paid whatever the price was to offset his carbon footprint. It was oh, it was donated yeah. to I a charity. Actually, I watched that actually in this like top leading scientific expert was like, there's no way that that can be like net zero. He was like, even if he did, there, yeah. there, it's still damaging the environment. Yeah, it's like with with the conservatives like putting more police on. You know, they took the police away. It's but like, yeah, it's like do you know what I mean. Mm. Like you, you can't just offset something. You yeah. you, you just don't. Unfortunately, you just don't do it in the first place. In my opinion, <laughs> like you don't want to offset it. You you want to actually not not do it to, I to yeah sorry to there has to be change from the top down I fully agree with us as individuals doing our best to save the environment I do because I do feel like every little helps you should recycle you should reuse mm. etc but us doing all of that still doesn't stop the problem mm. it's the big companies at the top that have to kind of go through some kind of reform and adjust a bit because they're the biggest contributors and they're the ones that should lead the way to be yeah. honest they should lead the way and other companies will mm. follow do you think we're kind of in a catch-22 though like you said about Greta you know sailing to New York on a boat which is great but you said who you know who has the time yeah. do you think we're in, in a society where we're so used to just you know having next day delivery we're so mm. used to just popping down the shop picking up what we want whether the fruit or veggies in the season we're in this high demand society where we've all got used to that how do we get away from realizing we can't have things next day or if it's not all that fruit of edges and in season and you know not getting to new york in 10 hours do how do we move yeah. away from that or do you think we should move away from that and perhaps stick with this next day so whatever and having a more like electric 
clean air society. Again, education, I feel like it's because there's got to be a really fine balance because I feel like there's a lot of scaremongering going on as well mm. where people are being a bit OTT. Like yeah. some people are being very over the top about like, we're going to die, we're going to die tomorrow. Yeah. That's the wrong way about going about things. Like I don't feel yeah. like they should be scaremongering, but we have to educate, we have to. But what do you mm. guys think about obviously the Extinction Rebellion stuff that's that's been in the news a lot recently? Like, I, I like, like, you know, they're essentially boycotting public transport which, yeah. which people are being encouraged again. to use and it, it is just again that that, that again. you know people need to get to work and extinction rebellion maybe aren't making it easy for people to i, I understand their message mm. completely but you know they they aren't making it easy for people to get to work and that's another thing yeah. to think about some of the things they've done are quite i agree with them actually so do i yeah no but I, I, I appreciate but, yeah, what yeah, they're doing i appreciate yeah. their cause and everything but like some of the things they did like getting on the tube mm they just target the wrong group of people. Because again, yeah. this is a bigger problem. This is the big companies. This is the government. Yeah. It's not your working class person that's trying to go make but then the food on the table. Put on the back to the, to us and 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 they but that's that's yeah, that's the yeah, problem and, and it's, like, it's like they're kind of saying don't do this don't do that it's like but we don't have a choice like, i can't get i physically can't get not me personally but i physically physically can't get to work if i don't take the tube yeah, how, yeah. how am i supposed to make no that i don't agree with yeah, that i feel like I mean? they went about it the wrong way when they targeted the working mm. class kind of people because i understand the targeting corporately like, yeah obviously this has to happen and, and unfortunately we've got to the stage where it really has to happen you know there's yeah. no other choice but it's, and you know that it goes back but, to the the thing with food yeah it's as debatable well. though is what they're doing now yeah because I did see this one report about this guy's dad had unfortunately passed away because he was stuck in the a traffic jam because of extinction rebellion that was in Bristol yeah that was, closed that was off the roads yeah but then you've got another argument which is it's so tragic and I was actually quite upset about it myself I was like yeah. oh like if it was me you've obviously got to have a bit of empathy like if it was me I'd be livid i'd be really yeah. upset yeah their message anyway is how yeah. many pe more people are mm. dying or are gonna die yeah if we're not doing anything so yeah. you kind of have to mm. weigh it up yeah i don't agree with a lot of things they do but their actual message about we have to do something now i mm. do i do agree with that yeah definitely i think it's hard you know because on the one hand, I definitely see their message of, you know, we've been like teaching this when our parents were growing up, but they were doing it at science and geography mm. and all that. Mm. Then, you know, the generation below them, then we're being taught it, my brother's being taught it. You know, the science is there, but there's no there's no change. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I, on, I do definitely see why they're protesting. I agree with yeah. their peaceful protesting. However, getting on, on a tube where your everyday person needs to put food, food on the table, yeah. you're targeting the wrong people. Yeah. I completely agreed with them when they went to West Wales and mm -hmm. uh, targeted an oil place. Great, amazing, love that, completely get behind that. However, if you're going to stop, you know, your everyday person who you're trying to convince to get on your yeah, cause and upsetting the, yeah. them, it's it, a, it, yeah, it yeah, wasn't great. It's a fundamental flaw, I feel like, oh, doing that. It's because they're the people that they're losing they want, the support by doing the Extinction um, Rebellion like that. Want, want the general public to actually to protest with them, yeah. but, but to then act like they're not the enemy that sounds terrible to kind of do something that disrupts their daily life yeah. is, is is going about it the complete wrong way yeah. yeah but i personally do feel like things are changing but how much have we had mm. to go through until people have actually finally understood that this yeah. is real um education is definitely something yeah. i think is so important like i've been speaking to a few people especially in uni and I would say, you know, when you separate your recycling and a lot of people thought all plastic could be recycled. Then when you're like, no, they can't. And then they, and kind of like a light bulb moment happens. Yeah, and they go, funny, and it? they kind of understand yeah. what, what's going on. They're like, oh, why, 
well, surely something should be done. And they, so I think it is an education program. Maybe, you know, all governments could implement recycling, all of this type yeah. of stuff in schools and get them to understand the problem. Um, yeah. Because I did geography A level, so we kind of covered this. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I think we kind of touched on it at GCSE, mm -hmm. same with geography, but it wasn't brought up in science. Yeah, yeah it wasn't, it, was it? No, so unless you Fairly. chose to do that, you're not getting the education. Yeah. It's so fundamental. Arguably, I think it's equally as important Should as maths and English. in the curriculum, yeah. oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Should be, definitely. When does it stop becoming a lesson and become more of a more of a fight you know, yeah. for our future kind yeah. of thing? It's, it's, it shouldn't just be taught in schools. It should be taught in, in all different shapes and forms, I think. Well, yeah. That's our first podcast, guys. <laughs> oh, thanks Lovely. so much, Beth. Thank you oh, so much for joining us. And Pleasure. then for everyone who's listening at home, please give us a follow on SoundCloud and um, buy a reusable bottle. Yes. <laughs> if that's one message from Beth, that is yeah. it. Buy a reusable bottle and hashtag Envirocast. Mm.